Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge on Friday, September 9th. The NFL season has started. Thank you for watching. If you are on our NBC Sports YouTube channel, Drew, lots to get to. We're going to break down some games on the week one slate, but first of all, let's talk about last night's game. Uh, 31-10, Bills-Rams. Uh, some warning signs for the Rams. Are uh, you changing your opinion about either of those teams? Uh, I don't think you can realistically make it a judgment about either team based on the results from last night. Although I do think there are some, the warning signs that you brought up, I think are important to digest a bit. Um, the Rams, they played like a a team that didn't really have much to play for in the preseason and came out as the reigning champions and were a little bit rusty in a lot of respects. Uh, Stafford, clearly not a lot of chemistry with any of his wide receivers outside of Cooper cup. Uh, I, I would assume that that would change and improve as we go through the balance of the season. Offensive line, which lacked continuity, uh, looked pretty suspect at times. I thought, um, you know, I really thought a lot of sort of the outcome of that game all pivoted really on one play in the second half. I know it's football is weird that way, but it felt like the sack that Von Miller came up with on a mm. play where they not only chipped him and then had they gave Noteboom all of the opportunity in the world to get back into a very defensive stance off of a chip to try to take Von Miller out of that play. It didn't matter. Miller still got to uh, to uh, Stafford, and that was a drive killing sack. Um, you know, and then off of that sack, uh, you know, the Bills score a touchdown and the game is pretty much uh, over at that point. So it was um, it was weird uh, how the how, how effective the um, Bills pass rush was against the offensive line for the Rams, uh, which is maybe the key takeaway, because they're going to have to figure out how to get that unit up to at least league average, if not better, if they want to continue to run what McVay likes to run from an offensive standpoint over the balance of the season. Thankfully for them, they get the Falcons next week. So I would not expect to see as poor a performance from the offensive line, just considering who they're up against. But you never know. Um, I think uh, you know every th- every other question you have about the Rams, I think you absolutely have to table. Um, you know anything about Ramsey, anything about Stafford, anything about you know, Allen Robinson, uh, even the running back deployment. Um, you know, looks pretty clear like they want uh, Henderson to be RB one. He looked fresh. He looked good. Uh, he looked live. So, um, you know, I think uh, you have to kind of pause judgment everywhere else. And the Bills, the Bills were the Bills. They had a statement to make, and they made that statement. Uh, I thought 
Leslie Frazier gets a ton of credit for his plan A in terms of how he was going to try to defend the McVay offense. Did not blitz once, uh, which is sort of the key to um, you know not leaving your secondary exposed, particularly a young secondary that didn't have uh, Tre'Davious White. So um, that was good. And then I thought the Bills' offense it had ups and downs, but you know you score 31 points against the defending champions, you deserve a pat on the back. And Josh Allen, a little bit of uh, MVP equity after that performance, I would say. Yeah, I would say that there's a couple things. One, my concern with the Rams is that it could have been worse. Uh, there were three fumbles in the game and the Rams recovered all three uh, and they still lost 31 <laughs> to 10. Josh Allen also throwing those two picks as well, uh, even though Stafford threw the three. And the biggest concern would be that that offensive line is just not viable, uh, which it wasn't last night. Stafford was sacked seven times. Uh, then the Rams are in trouble. And then I think that would be the adjustment. Not as worried about Stafford or Allen Robinson, but there were concerns about that O-line without Whitworth. And so if that is going to be a trend, then that reduces their ceiling. And the other thing is that, you know, they, they lost the game. They lost, you know, point four or five expected wins on the season. And that, I think, basically shifts the Niners into being slight favorites in the NFC West over them now, just because, you know, it's, it's the NFL. You only get 17 games and they've just lost yeah. one. Yeah, so, the Whitworth point yeah. is huge. Whitworth is a future Hall of Famer. Uh, and last time we saw a future Hall of Famer on the offensive line retire, it was Marshall Yanda for the Ravens. And that unit has never looked the same. Uh, so absolutely, absolutely have to circle their performance, particularly when they go up against viable pass rush. Yeah. Okay. So before we jump into two of the teams that intrigue us most, we might adjust our prior based on what happens on Sunday. In case you have missed it, Drew, Matthew Berry's new show, Fantasy Football Happy Hour, which I am a part of uh, as the co-host. Uh, it is on Monday through Friday and Sundays as well at 11 a.m. Eastern on Sundays, 12 p.m. Eastern on weekdays. The legendary fantasy football analyst is back with NBC and Roto World doing what he does best, rolling out his love-hate list, breaking down who to start and sit and much more. And there'll also be plenty of betting information as well coming from me mainly and Matthew also jumping in with player props and his lanes too. So check it out weekdays in the afternoon on Peacock and on Sundays too, or listen to the show in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, the two teams that we... Talked about yesterday in planning for this that we're going to potentially adjust our prize the most on what happens on Sunday, or at least that's what we're envisioning potentially. And uh, they're playing each other, uh, the Patriots <laughs> and the Dolphins, little AFC East showdown, which uh, based on last night, I think these two teams are going to be playing for second place in the AFC at best, AFC East. So uh, the team that you chose are the Patriots. So where's your head at right now with New England? Yeah, this is an interesting, uh, very, very interesting debut for this offense is kind of where I'm most interested here. I mean, defense as well, actually. Um, the Patriots have had one of the um, most obvious stock down preseasons. And, you know, a lot of it has come from the way that the, the uh, you know, the beat reporters, the people who cover, cover the team day by day have just not have a anything positive to say about this Patriots offense in the preseason and in practice. Um, and, you know, it, it's all kind of contingent upon they don't have an offensive coordinator. They're using this hodgepodge right now uh, at, uh, you know, the, 
defense and special teams coordinators of years past are now uh, you know this weird um, amalgamation of a, an offensive mind and uh, you know when you have a young quarterback like Mac Jones who needs to be developed it's a, a clear warning sign and red flag but the market is now pricing that into the expectation of this team like the Patriots are again clearly one of the stock down market now rating them below an average team um, but for me, I desperately need to see it in game because Belichick is a kind of coach where the minute you you know you turn your back on him and you doubt him, he catches you by surprise. And this is you know in this game, if you know they went down to Miami, especially early to adjust for the Heat, I thought that was a great move. Um, no one's really talking about that, but you know in general, the Patriots have underperformed in the Heat down there because of the you know just the stress that it puts on players' bodies and uh, that extra time to adjust should provide some bump for them uh and if in their back pocket that offense has an ace um you know that you know that they can play in this game against a, a defense that i expect to take a step back um you know this could be a higher scoring game than we expect i played an over here uh expecting that you know at, at a minimum they're going to run faster pace at least that's what they've said publicly that's what they've implied by the way they're running their offense in the preseason game so um you know for me uh i am interested in upgrading them relative to market if we see any kind of uh you know just more continuity more um just smooth uh and clean operations on offense than what the market is currently expecting do you buy that at all or do you think this is still like you're prepared to take them down uh, if you don't like what you see we're just in a weird spot where the biggest concern about a bill belichick coach team is coaching uh for the first <laughs> yeah, time right. in forever <laughs> basically. Uh, and normally I try and skew away and dodge all of the, the preseason narrative storylines because I think a lot of the skepticism around the Patriots is, you know, it's amplified by the fact that Matt Patricia was late to his own meetings in Detroit and uh, he's just <laughs> yeah. become, he's become somewhat of a comical figure. But at the same time, this is starting to reach the point where, you know, it was reported on The Athletic uh, in the past 24 hours that the Patriots are considering scrapping their entire offense if it doesn't start well which is uh that takes it to another level i think of materiality in terms of what you read into but and, and the market is also buying it too with the line yeah. going through three this is just about the biggest movement of light given it's gone from miami minus two and a half to miami minus three and a half so the market certainly believes in it i will say the one thing that i would uh use to temper the pessimism around the patriots is that I think that Mac Jones is significantly better than the public perception of Mac Jones in terms of you know how I rate quarterbacks, how um, the market is rating quarterbacks in terms of who affects the betting lines the most. Like Mac Jones and Derek Carr, basically the same. Uh, no difference there um, for me. Uh, and I think the market, I think that the public would. Uh, would disagree with that and have Derek Carr above Mac Jones, but Mac Jones was unlucky last season in terms of interception luck, drop luck, and he was still really good and, and arguably uh, should have won Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, much to our chagrin. But uh, yeah, the Patriots, we'll see. I'm not running off Bill Belichick yet. Their opponent is uh, is almost more compelling to me just because I have no idea what the Miami Dolphins are going to be this year. Last year, they were also one of the weirdest teams in the league. They start off one and seven, then they win seven games in a row. To be fair, beating almost no one outside of a bizarre win over Baltimore, which I think was 22-10 on Thursday night. 
uh, which cost me a lot of money. Uh, so I do think that they, they're coming off a really strange season. Obviously, they changed the coach. Tua uh, put up or shut up time for him where he hasn't had a viable offensive line to this point of his NFL career. Now he does. He hasn't had great weapons in the past. Now he does. Now he gets Tyreek Hill, who is the NFL's answer to Stephen Curry in terms of just gravity and bending defenses. And he also has, he has Jalen Waddle. He has pieces. And I just don't really know what to make of this team in terms of range of outcomes. I could see this team winning anywhere from five to 12 games. The new coach, the unknown quarterback in a way, because we haven't seen him in the best situation yet, just creates all of these variables. So this is the team that I'm most interested to see on Sunday. Uh, what's your read on the Dolphins? Yeah, I gosh, I agree with the, your your general thesis there. I am buyer beware of the Mike McDaniel experience out of the gate. Like, you know, just considering what he's had in terms of roles and responsibilities in his career to this point, I'm not saying it's not ever going to work, but if it works week one, if it works where he's covering over a field goal against Belichick, I, I will have to tip my hat. <laughs> like that will literally be like, wow. Well done, young man. <laughs> like, holy, holy smokes. Um, but, you know, the, the, the entirety of the Dolphins rating and how you want to adjust it as we go through the season in, depends on Tua's development. Uh, Tua is in year three. You typically see these quarterbacks, if they are going to be the guy, they take the leap between year one and year two. Tua didn't have that. He wasn't afforded that opportunity because of what he was dealing with medically and you know his lack of you know game reps in year one. Um, and so this is effectively his opportunity to make that leap. And if he does it, this Miami Dolphins team is very clearly in the race for a playoff spot. And if he does not, uh, then you know they are absolutely an afterthought and they are a sell, sell, sell. Um, so let me ask you then about Tua because I, I liked your breakdown on Mac Jones because I completely agree with that. He's a his floor is fifteen, and I don't think there's really a huge downside to that unless yep. the offense is around unless the rest of the offense around him is so helpless that, <laughs> that you just have to downgrade him. But Mac Jones has meaningful upside, but not like top ten, right? So he's kind of in a very narrow band of ten to fifteen. Uh, whereas Tua, I feel like. He's got to start be starting out lower with a potential upside considering the weapons that's higher and a potential downside that could be quite low to where he maybe even loses the starting job. Teddy Bridgewater was is, you know, what are your bans on Tua at this point? Uh, yeah, eighth best quarterback in the league to 32nd best quarterback <laughs> in the league. Honestly, like we just don't know. He was so highly rated out of college, too, that I don't think you can throw out that prior. His offensive line, like he just hasn't been able to succeed to date so i think yeah he outside of trey lance who i think is the most variable quarterback in the nfl this season i would have Tua second uh, after him now we're going to jump into two of the more i guess stable quarterbacks in a way now <laughs> and kirk cousins uh but first i want to tell you guys and remind you about the nbc sports predictor app go download it now the contests are free and easy to play and you have a shot to win thousands of dollars this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football, Major League Baseball, on the NASCAR circuit, and usually in the Premier League too, though there are no games this weekend uh, following uh, the death of the Queen and the Premier League postponing those games. But the other leagues, you can, you can make selections, and there's also $100,000 up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys in our Sunday night seven contest. 
Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What do you want from your sports book? Better odds? Fast and easy live betting? Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sportsbook partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts, all in a fast and reliable sportsbook. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, and Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, www.pointsbet.com slash terms and conditions for more details. Okay, Packers, Vikings. Uh, this is going to be the game that has the most ramifications for uh, the for divisional markets, just because this is the only game where the two favourites are playing each other. Uh, how are you feeling about Packers Vikings? Lines been moving around between Packers minus one and a half, Packers minus two and a half. Well, I'll leave a little bit of the Vikings enthusiasm for your response here because I know that you have some you know some bullish takes on these guys. And while I think from a just from a you know, kind of macro expectation standpoint, it is very, very obvious why anyone would be bullish on the Vikings heading into the season. You're pivoting from uh, a coach who really had completely lost 
any kind of vision for the modern NFL in terms of running offense. And you're pivoting to a guy who comes from the McVay system where you're expecting at a minimum, uh, you know, some some uh, unique scheming, some unique, uh, you know, pre-snap motion, uh, you know, a little bit of an uptick in, in um, uh, play action, which Kurt Cousins has thrived on in past systems. So, uh, you know, I think there are plenty of reasons to expect this offense to take a meaningful step forward from what we've seen in years past. Um, but at the same time, I don't love how they match up against this Green Bay defense. We've seen the Green Bay defense against the Rams offense. Those guys have a perfect matchup and they are coming in even stronger this year with some of the investments they made in the draft and just in general the the overall health and stability of that unit joe barry's scheme is kind of perfect for the mcveigh's kind of style so uh in a lot of ways i would expect green bay to you know kind of give minnesota a tough time uh and particularly if green, if green bay can generate pressure without blitzing in this game i don't know if minnesota is getting to 20 points and we're looking at this total in the market that has gotten one-way action. This opened in the 49 range, and it has never even blinked. It's sitting on 47. If you didn't already know, 47 uh, is a key number in the NFL because it is one of the most common landing spots for totals. Um, and I keep waking up every morning and checking the market because I feel like it's going to be 46 and a half at one of these, you know, one of these mornings, maybe Sunday morning when we wake up. But, um, you know, there has been no buyback, no interest in an over here from anyone influential. And so, um, you know, I think that kind of that goes along with my opinion on this game where Green Bay's defense could keep Minnesota in, you know, very much in check. The question of win or lose then and equity in the NFC North market comes down to can Green Bay's offense succeed against Minnesota's defense and Minnesota is pivoting for the first time in like 20 years. They're pivoting from a 4-3 to a 3-4. They are also in general uh, a little soft up the middle, at least in terms of the way I grade those run stoppers uh, and Green Bay rostered right now offensively to absolutely prey on that and so the opera you know if, if green bay generates a lead in this game can they play keep away absolutely on the table in my mind um and so that those are the kind of the matchups that i'm the most keyed in on um if green bay is successful on the ground all of a sudden this game gets real short if minnesota has their backs against the wall and is forced to try to you know, throw their way back into it. But Green Bay is generating pass rush with four. Um, you know, this could get out of hand quickly. I think, uh, you know, there will be a time to really put your chips on the table and buy in with Minnesota at some point this season, but I am not seeing it out of the gate. Are you uh, at all worried about any of those points? Uh, I'm very high on the Vikings offense. Generally, I think there's a huge ceiling there with Kevin O'Connell bringing it into the 21st century post Mike Zimmer. But yeah, there's definitely questions about the defense. They're 25th. In rushing defense, DVOA, Green Bay are going to love to run the ball, particularly post Devontae Adams era. So I think Green Bay are rightfully favorite. I'm most interested in seeing Green Bay's defense, which there are huge disparities of opinion on, where PFF are ranking them as a potential top five defense. DVOA thinks they're going to be a bottom 12 defense. So that's what I'm most interested to see there. Also interested to see my boy, Rashawn Gary, Start racking up the sacks for his DPOY <laughs> case. Uh, let's get going, Rashawn. Uh, just very quickly, just wanted to hit on Browns Panthers, where there was a huge move in the market yesterday. Are you buying that move that is uh, shifting towards Cleveland? 
Well, I've, I'm breathing a sigh of relief because I was holding an absolutely uh, just an awful ticket on Browns. <laughs> I bet into their money line back when I thought there was a realistic chance Deshaun Watson might get a suspension at least stayed. Um, and so I've been staring at that, wishing I hadn't done that for about three weeks. And now that there is a little bit of momentum on the Browns, I'm breathing a, a slight sigh of relief here. Um, I get it. There's a lot of uh, mismatches for the Cleveland defense against this Carolina offense, particularly their offensive line, in my opinion. A lot of injuries to kind of keep your eyes on with the Carolina offensive line, including the investment they made at center and Bozeman not being available. So, um, you know, I would expect that uh, Miles Garrett, J. Davion Clowney, if they are up for this game, uh, Baker Mayfield could have a long, long, long day. I don't know that we're going to see much more movement. I'm guessing this closes a pick. Do you have a prediction? Uh, my only prediction would be that it closes pick <laughs> in terms of the yeah. outcome of the match. There's so much unknown. We've got basically two new quarterback situations, two new team situations in a way. I do think Carolina is being slightly underrated by the market overall. It'd be higher on both their offense and defense relative to the market. I think Baker Mayfield is a lot better than people give him credit for. I think that he is the seventeenth best quarterback in the NFL, and people are dismissing him as though he's, you know, in the same group as, you know, Carson Wentz. I think he's better than that type of quarterback and has more upside. Uh, but it is a little bit concerning that the market is the market doesn't usually sway towards Jacoby Brissett, um, but it is <laughs> in this case. Now, just before we wrap up, I'm just going to get to our best bets of the weekend now mine is in that game it is baker mayfield to throw an interception at least one at plus 100 he did it in nine of his last 10 games and then the last time that he last time he was on a, a bad team um which was the, the freddie kitchens year in cleveland um rest in peace freddie kitchens year in cleveland uh but that season <laughs> he threw thir- he threw picks in 13 out of 16 matches so I think that uh, with the suspect Carolina offensive line and that Cleveland defense, which is going to be their better unit, I think Baker will throw at least one, and it's plus 100. What's your best bet? I I just got to say that was the most memorable of those games where he threw picks that season was the opener against the Titans where he threw three picks and threw the Browns out of the game specifically. Um, So I, I, that one hits me close to home. I love it. Uh, I would go with, uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons. I think the Falcons are live against the saints concerned about what the saints are doing from a roster building standpoint, concerned about some of the injuries that uh, still lurking among that saints team and concerned about the mismatch really of Kyle Pitts against uh, the secondary that doesn't really have a body that can match up against him so uh falcons aren't necessarily a team that i think is going to do much this year but could they shock the world and win week one yes so i'm going to take them with the points plus five and a half right now has been boosted to plus 104 by our friends over at points bet so be sure to check that out and i think uh that'll be a fun way to uh, ensue a little week one chaos because there always is some week one chaos and falcons beating the saints would certainly qualify what say you I like that. I like the Falcons. I would definitely be on them uh, at the line. Uh, I think their secondary is the most underrated unit in the league. And uh, Jameis Winston's not, a th- not afraid of throwing some interceptions. Uh, the Saints have won seven of the last nine games um, there. But at the same time, I think the Falcons week one are uh, being a little bit undervalued. Okay, that wraps us up. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for those of you watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. Drew, have a great weekend, my friends, and we'll be back on Monday.
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 